Welcome to the Bible in the News. After a relative calm during the past generation, the nations of the world are waking up to the fact that they are on the brink of war. They do not have the scriptures at hand to guide them, but are being overtaken by events that are unraveling around the world. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 1 and 2 that the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. As Bible students, we have the word of God, which is to enlighten us. Thessalonians continues in verse 4, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Well, the light of Scripture is sure and provides us with confidence in a troubled age, as the Apostle Peter described in 2 Peter 1 verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Well, the scriptures are clear that the great conflagration at the time of the end will be preceded by a lulling to sleep of the nations in a false sense of security. This has been the case over the past generation. While there have been wars, they have been largely remote. A spirit of complacency has enveloped much of the Western world. However, this is all about to change, and we see the signs of it today. The scriptures speak of a proclamation that will go out to the nations of the world. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong, assemble yourselves and come all you nations. Well, this process of waking up the mighty men and preparing war is being seen all over the news around us. In the past two weeks, the biggest NATO military exercise since the end of the Cold War has been taking place in Poland. Anaconda 2016 is a 10-day military exercise involving 31,000 troops and thousands of vehicles from 24 different countries. The Polish foreign minister told reporters during a visit to Slovakia that Russia is more dangerous than the Islamic State. The Guardian newspaper article cited him as stating, By all evidence, Russia's activity is a sort of existential threat because this activity can destroy countries. We also have non-existential threats like terrorism, like the great waves of migrants, but this is not an existential threat for Europe. This week we witnessed NATO hold a conference ahead of the general meeting it is to hold in Poland in a few weeks. General Jen Stoltenberg of NATO held a press conference to describe what challenges NATO was facing. His call is for the nations to wake up and prepare for war. Listen to what he had to say. Good morning. In uh, just a few weeks we will hold a NATO summit in uh, Warsaw. And... uh, our countries uh, face unprecedented uh, uh, security challenges from the east and from the south. So at this landmark summit, we will take decisions to strengthen uh, our deterrence and our defense across the lines against uh, threats from any direction. And we will also step up our efforts to project stability beyond our borders. Over the next two days, we will pave the way for uh, summit uh, decisions. We will agree on the deployment by rotation of four robust multinational battalions to Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania and Poland. We will also take decisions on a tailored presence for the southeast region, 
with a land element built around a multinational framework brigade in Romania. We will also adapt a framework for NATO's further adaptation to the challenges from the south. We will look at ways to further improve the freedom of movement for NATO forces across Europe. We will strengthen our cyber defenses and we will review progress on ensuring the necessary resources for our defense. The nations are currently facing what Stoltenberg called unprecedented challenges. They are looking at boosting their defenses against a resurgent Russia across Europe's borders with her. Stoltenberg calls for the nations to wake up and prepare for war, stating that after years of defense spending decrease, spending is on the rise again, and he implores the member states to increase it even more. For the first time in many years, in 2015, we registered a small increase in defense spending amongst European allies and Canada. And our estimates for 2016 indicate a further increase of 1.5% in real terms this year. This is progress, but I will call on allies to keep the momentum and to do more, because we need to match our defence spending with the security challenges we face. Tonight we will meet with the EU High Representative Federica Mogherini, as well as our partners uh, from Finland and Sweden, to discuss how we can make our cooperation even stronger. For instance, to boost maritime security and to fight hybrid threats. Tomorrow, we will look at the broader arc of instability beyond our borders and consider what more NATO can do uh, to project stability. For instance, in Iraq, in providing further direct support to the global coalition fighting ISIL and in the central Mediterranean. We will also meet in the NATO-Ukraine Commission. We will assess the latest security developments, Ukraine's progress on the path of reforms and stepping up our support. In their goal to project stability, Canada is identified as an ally in this regard. What is interesting is Justin Trudeau ran on a policy of decreasing Canada's military involvement in the world, but events have been compelling the Canadian government to do otherwise. The NATO allies are not the only ones preparing for war. A 104-page security analysis released last week by, the, by Canada's spy agency indicated that Russia is also making its own preparations. We read, Russia is not modernizing its military primarily to extend its capacity to pursue hybrid warfare. It is modernizing conventional military capability on a large scale. The state is mobilizing for war. It continues, Russia is adapting to adversity. The economy is deliberately tilted to security rather than economic freedom. End quote. Well, Russia is doing this on all fronts. The Arctic is an area of special interest to Russia. This week, Russia launched the world's biggest icebreaker. NPR News reported on Thursday, the Arctica is a 568 foot long and powered by two nuclear reactors. It can break through ice 13 feet deep. She is one of several new icebreakers planned for Russia's growing fleet, a fleet already bigger than all other countries combined. 
Russian interest in the Arctic is rising as global warming opens up shipping routes and access to mineral resources. In addition to launching new icebreakers, Russia is building new bases in the Arctic Circle and modernizing its nuclear submarines. These steps are unmistakable signs of Russia's intent to reassert itself on a global stage, according to Mary Louise, NPR's national security correspondent. End quote. Well, this type of activity is leading Canada to become more involved in the Baltic region as a member of NATO. CBC reported on Tuesday, Canada's participation in the Baltic operation was discussed Tuesday by the military alliance defence ministers, including Canada's Harjit Sajjan, at the meeting in Brussels of NATO. This comes just days after the Canadian Security Intelligence Service quietly released an open-source global security analysis warning, among other things, that the hardline policies of Russian President Vladimir Putin are becoming more deeply entrenched and that Moscow is retooling its military for a fight. End quote. Well, when questioned by Canadian reporters about the need for Canada's role in the Baltic states, NATO's Secretary General responded... Because we had to respond to a more uh, dangerous uh, security environment, we uh, see a more assertive Russia in the east, uh, a Russia which has uh, implemented a significant uh, military uh, build-up and uh, which has used military force against uh, Ukraine, uh, illegally annexing Crimea and destabilizing eastern Ukraine. So therefore we have to respond to send a clear signal that uh, we stand together and that we are ready to defend uh, all NATO allies against any threat. We do not see any imminent threat against any uh, uh, NATO ally, uh, but we see uh, a Russia which has invested heavily in its military capabilities over many years, tripled uh, defense spending, and uh, which has acquired new modern military uh, systems and weapons and capabilities. And uh, that's exactly why we are both uh, increasing our presence in the eastern part of the alliance, in the Baltic countries and in Poland, but also uh, that we have uh, increased the readiness of our forces so we can reinforce uh, if uh, needed. CBC News also reported that there is great doubt the force would be effective anyway. The RAND Corporation, a nonpartisan U.S. think tank, released a report last winter suggesting the proposed NATO force would simply be a speed bump for the Russian army should fighting take place. It said the Baltic states, Latvia, Estonia and Lithuania, could conceivably be overrun within 60 hours unless the West was willing to station several heavily armored brigades in the tiny nations. End quote. But when questioned by this report, General Stalenberg responded, Well, we have to understand that this is part of a broader response. We have some increased presence of NATO forces in the eastern part of the alliance, Poland, the Baltic countries. But uh, add to that, that that we have also tripled the size of the NATO response force, which can then reinforce, be deployed on very uh, short notice. And we are also investing more in infrastructure, in pre-positioned equipment, uh, supplies. And we, are also, uh, we have also established small headquarters, uh, enabling uh, uh, rapid reinforcement. So altogether, this is a very uh, strong and firm uh, response, but it's also a measured and responsible uh, response because we don't want a new Cold War. 
we don't want to provoke conflict, but we want to prevent the conflict. And, uh, and that's exactly what we are uh, doing. So the theme of preparing war is exactly what the conference is all about. Well, obviously, to every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. The response from Russia has included a social media propaganda war. In an article in the AMJ News entitled Lawmakers Pressing for Information War with Russia and China, the following was stated. When NATO revealed this week in Brussels that it would be expanding its presence in countries that used to be part of the former Soviet Union, Russia launched a social media counterattack, turning to Facebook and Twitter to denounce the move in flowery language. The art of war is evolving so much that it needs a dedicated intergovernment panel to keep up with it, congressional advocates say. During World War II, it was leaflets and radio. During the early parts of the Cold War and now, it's mostly television and Twitter and other social media. So the tactics and techniques need to develop and be modified, but the core issue of influence are the same. Some members of Congress are pushing for the administration to do more to develop a strategy for combating misleading portrayals of world events that emanate from Russia and China. The group also wants to expand the role of the Voice of America. The government-funded broadcast organization plays in other countries, specifically in Eastern Europe countries that share the border with Russia. End quote. However, it isn't just a war of clicks and likes, but of tanks and strikes. Responding to the increase of NATO forces in the Black Sea area, Russia's permanent representative to NATO, Alexander Grushko, was reported by AP as stating on Thursday, It is clear that we are going to react to such things with an aim to ensure reliable security on Russia's southern borders. Proposals have been made to create a permanent naval group, which will involve NATO countries that are not directly located in the Black Sea region, as well as partner countries. From our point of view, this idea will negatively affect the already complicated situation in the Black Sea caused by NATO's increased military activity. It may further undermine the existing cooperation formats in the Black Sea region. U.S. attempts to conquer this water area with the help of ships, which are equipped with the Aegis combat systems and have a serious anti-missile and strike potential, are carrying additional destabilization risks, end quote. This saber-rattling by Russia is seen as a credible threat by NATO and the greatest threat in a generation, as Stoltenberg stated in his interview with CBC. I think that NATO is more relevant than it has been for many, many years uh, because we are faced with uh, new threats and new challenges, unprecedented uh, uh, threats and, uh, and a more challenging security environment that we have, have, that, than we have seen in a generation. And NATO is responding, uh, both with our enhanced uh, military presence in the eastern part of the alliance in Europe, but also uh, addressing the terrorist threats. So the nations are waking up to the imminent threat of war and are making their preparations to be drawn, inevitably, into the Middle East. Well, with all these events going on, the purpose of the Bible in the news is to help Bible believers all around the world to prepare themselves. This is why God gave prophetic vision in the first place, as the prophet Habakkuk was instructed in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verses 2 to 3. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, Make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. 
and it will not tarry. Well, it has been a long time since these things were written down, but the appointed time has come, and now is the time for us to make the necessary changes in our lives so that we can be a people prepared for the Lord when he comes. As the nations wake up and make preparations for war, we need to wake up and make preparations for our Lord's return, as we read in Romans 13, verses 11 to 14. Knowing the time, it's now high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us, not, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.